Beck, how are you? Evening. Very good, very good indeed. Uh, and Tony, the man, the legend, he's there. He's back. He's all all there with lots lots of opinions. Oh, yes? very very many opinions. Yes. <laughs> oh dear, it's going to be interesting tonight. There's a lot for the boys to talk about. It's been an incredible week, really, for cricket. It's the summer. It's cricket time. But we've got. I don't even want to steal their fire. There's so much to deep dive into and unpick. Uh, and no better boys to do it. So over to you, Steve. Thanks, Mac. Uh, thanks, hi, Tony. Good to see you, mate. Um, you. Yeah, it was it was a big been a big week in cricket. So we'll, we'll talk about a few things this evening. We've got to talk about the um, England India Test at Lords, which finished with a with a pretty convincing win for India. And I know that Tony's got got some views on that, and we want to talk about Joe Root in particular as well. Who, you got to feel sorry for him. An absolutely wonderful 180 um, at Lords, and then and then to end up on the losing side. The first time that Joe Root's ever been on the losing side for England in a Test match when he scored 100. Um, we want to talk about that. We want to talk about Joe's um, abilities with the bat and a little bit about his captaincy. Then we'll get into the Test, um, the the um, kind of what's gone wrong a bit for England, and then into the squad that's been selected for the third Test. But not forgetting as well, the 100 has reached the um, eliminator stage. So the group stages are done. There's just three teams left in the competition now, and we'll have a little look at that too. And then before we go, and to start off to say the first thing probably we ought to say is congratulations to Glamorgan, um, who have just, just a few minutes ago, won and are lifting the um, Royal London One Day Cup, which is good for them. Um, Tony, Glamorgan, not, not a county that has, you know, a huge amount of, of success in the domestic game and winning no, that I many think, trophies. So I it's very good news for them. Years ago, they got to the final and were beaten. But it's interesting that one of my potential men of the, of the season for cricket, and I can't understand why he's not in the squad, uh, Kieran Carlson, not only does he captain Glamorgan, uh, he's also scored 82 today. Uh, and uh, if anybody has got proved that he's got the temperament for the big occasion, I think that was that's an admirable uh, proof. But I'll add a few other stats into his claims, in my opinion, <laughs> at least to get into the squad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he um, he did he, he did very well, and also again, if you're talking about having the the kind of temperament that that, that suits you for big games, he took an absolutely steepling catch um, yeah. towards the end of the game ju just a few moments ago as well, about 15 minutes ago, the ball went one of those ones that goes skyscraper high off the bat, and he got underneath it and caught it no problem. Looked absolutely chuffed with himself as well as as, as well he might. But anyway, Tony, let's circle back and let's talk about the uh, the Test match um, at Lords. Um, India won quite convincingly in the end. England were bundled out within two sessions towards the end of the game. Going into the into the final day, I guess all all results were possible. Tony, um, when did when did you realise that India were going to win? <laughs> um, my my worst suspicions were compounded. Uh, I, I I set the scene. Uh, the, the last night, Jimmy Anderson was batting. Uh, the, the day before, Jimmy Anderson was batting and Bumrah bowled uh, a 10 ball over at him. Four no balls. Whether those four were deliberate or not, we'll of course never know. He'll deny it, I'm mm -hmm. sure. But he gave Jimmy a, a working over, shall we say. Mm -hmm. Good. Good short stuff into the ribs, a couple where he had to yank his head back. He hit him a couple of times. And um, generally, uh, he, 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 because the days of 
number 10s and 11s getting a soft touch are long gone. I, I mean, mm -hmm. in, in, in India's defence, um, there's no way that the Australians or the West Indians or the South Africans would be saying, oh, poor old Jimmy at number 11, we'll bowl him a few half volleys and see if he can score some runs. That doesn't happen anymore. So, but anyway, what happened was uh, when India came to, to bat and, and set England a target, the, the beginning of the morning, Pant and Ishant were in. And Pant, as you know, Steve, is a very, very dangerous customer. And he can score 50, 60 runs very quickly and could have put England on the back foot. But early in the morning, Pant was out and Ishant followed. And they were just 188 runs ahead with two, with two of the three worst tail-enders renowned in test cricket at the crease just to say that Bumrah's average is two and Sammy's average existence is eight balls and they came to the crease and I heard an Indian commentator on the radio saying well with luck we might set England 200 as <laughs> soon as Bumrah came to the wicket the reds of the English fast bowler's eyes lit up. Revenge is sweet, you could hear them saying. They just wanted to get even with Bumrah for giving for uh, for he giving Jimmy Anderson the work over. All thought of getting him out vanished. And there's the first hint of Root's one weakness. He's such a wonderful cricketer with barely any weaknesses, but everybody has a weakness. And there was the, the first sign of one in Joe. Instead of laying down the law to his fast bowlers and saying, look, lads, this is a match we've got to win. These two pathetic tail enders must be got out. What happened? The fast bowlers all bowled short to Bumrah. He got out of the way. Presumably they thought, well, after we've taught him a lesson, We'll just get rid of him. He'll be out and, and, and we'll go on our merry way. But a few overs went by and, of course, nothing had happened. And then all of a sudden, Root started putting players back on the boundary. I was astonished. I looked at this and I said to myself, does he think that Bomber is going to hook the fast bowlers? Why are all these men deep on the boundary? Anyway, it eventually it even got worse. They stayed in. They scored runs. He's kept the men out deep instead of pressurizing the two of them. We got a ludicrous situation where Wood was bowling at over 90 miles an hour, and he didn't have even one slip, <laughs> not one slip to the worst tail enders in test cricket. He had men out deep to save the fours, I assume. And what happened? They started getting ones and twos. Their confidence rose. Cut a long story short, we went to lunch. They were un unseparated at lunch. And then to rub salt in the runes, Coley declared after lunch, setting us, well, 200 and odd, 270 odd, I think it was, to win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the rest is history. For once, Joe failed with well didn't fail with a bat he got 37 uh, or thereabouts but a, but the rest of the team of course folded uh, and 
we we were out in 51 overs for a pathetic 120 which i may say was only 31 runs more than the two worst tail enders in test cricket scored in their unbroken stand yeah that's an amazing way of looking at it tony yeah i have to i have to say i did i did think it was um it was very it was very frustrating that that session where where england were bowling at the tail because again you you would look at it and you would say very very modest batsman and siraj comes in after those two so he's clearly a very modest modest batsman very modest batter um and and they really did seem to lose I don't know their discipline really, and and it, it it seemed to be very ill advised. Now, okay, when when he comes out, and uh, first of all, you you can perhaps forgive the bowlers perhaps giving him an over of one whoever's got the ball, giving him an over of some short stuff to let them know that they've remembered. Not professional, that, you know, Steve. Not professional. The object's but, but, to win the test match. Yeah. I can't agree with you. Yeah. You don't but, rise to the occasion like no, that. But but it has to be. But it can't be. It can't be. It can't be prolonged, and it can't be, it can't, you know, it can't become the focus of what you're doing. You maybe send him one one wee message with a bouncer or a couple, make him sway, and then say, "See, we can do that too." But then you're you're absolutely right. Then you then you bowl to take wickets, and you bowl to take wickets at people with very very modest batting averages and who don't stay in very long by trying to hit the top of off stump. I mean, that's the that's that's the way you get them out, and and you know there are there are different ways of doing that, but basically on a decent length trying to hit trying to hit off stump that's that's the way that's the way you get tailenders out why because their defense isn't good enough because no. anyone anyone can open their shoulders an edge. they will pop yeah. the ball up on the leg exactly. side they will do something yeah. I, yeah. I contrast it with coley's approach when our tailenders were in mm -hmm. he set with three slips a gully a sealy point and two short legs and yeah. had his bowlers pitch the ball up result our last three wickets fell without a run being scored. Yep. You and, know, and, and yep. that tells you the story. Mm -hmm. So and, and the England and the England bowlers when they were out when they were out to bat, well England tail when they were out to bat, all had to play. They had to play at the ball. Yeah. Um and, I, um, and, and I have to say I, I am a one the fantastic fan of Joe Root. He is, I think, to, at the present moment probably the best batsman in the world. He mm -hmm. scored uh, over uh, 1,300 runs um, in the last few test innings. Uh, and uh, he's a more than passable off-spin bowler. He's a very good slip fielder, although he did drop Boomer, which might have been a, a, a crucial uh, a, a drop. But he's done all that he's done. As well as that, he's been captain. And for the last three years, certainly, he has carried the English batting on his back. And I don't believe that any other man could have done that for such a prolonged period of time. He's fantastic. However, everybody has got their weakness. I, I took the, sorry, just, uh, just for a second, Steve, I took the, the, uh, an interest in what had happened to the last three wickets of the, of the opposition during Joe's reigns as captain. And many times, several times uh, before the in, even the last tour of India, the last three wickets had added a lot. And he seemed to go on the defensive. And he was giving uh, the established batsman, a, trying to give him a single, uh, and then so bowl at the tail ender. 
that works sometimes, but, but I believe that you bowl to get the batsman out. If he gets you a few runs, you eventually will get at the tail ender. But then I got a little bit more specific. In India, um, twice in the, in the tests, the last three batsmen scored over 80. In the first test here, they got the last three wickets added 73. And earlier in the year against New Zealand, twice the last three New Zealand wickets, and there were only two tests, remember, added over 70 runs. Mm -hmm. Now, it's, it's too much of a... One, one, can't, one must blame, of course, in part the bowlers, uh, mm -hmm. but it's too much of a coincidence to my mind he has to, and I think he kind of admitted it in a, in a TV interview, he has to look at the positivity of his captaincy when it appears that the innings is wrapped up. Mm -hmm. Whether he subconsciously relaxes, whether he says, oh, they've got so few runs, I'll stop them getting runs and we'll get wickets. I, d I don't know, but whatever mm -hmm. it is, there's too many occasions for coincidence where the last three uh, batsmen are adding 70, 80 and 90 runs. Mm -hmm. One, one thing I don't think helps him, which m m many test teams do um, have these days, is a leg spinner. Um, and not having a leg spinner to bowl at the tail, um, I think on, on on any pitch, which is giving giving something, a leg spinner will, will always give tailenders problems and, and be quite an attacking move. Obviously, the Australians would don't have that they've got but they've got lion who who's who's an excellent spinner one of the best in the world so i think possibly again england's slight like either lack of trust of selecting a spinner um or or have you i mean mo, mo bowled pretty well at, at lords i thought he did okay but he's an off spinner and, and again i think it's the the, the the leg spinning options i think yeah it, i thought uh, mo had a pretty I, I i thought mo mo had a satisfactory match yeah yeah mo had a, mo had a good game yeah. He tied up one of... end and he batted reasonably well. Yeah. Certainly yeah. better than the extra batsman has been batting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I had a look at Joe Joe Root's role in with, with the bat actually and, and just, just did a bit of bit of my own number crunching as well, Tony. So um overall in his test career he's had 197 innings now. Now I make it he's had ninety-nine innings as test captain. So his ne his next knock in the next test will be his 100th innings as, as England captain. Um, overall, in his 197 innings, he scored exactly 9,100 runs, and his average is exactly 50, 50.00. Um, as captain, he scored you know, pretty much half of those runs, 4,506 runs, um, and his average is 46.94. So still very, very good average, yeah, um, even as captain. You can't look at that and say Joe's Joe's batting has been affected overly by um by, by by being captain. Not 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 such that you would um that, that you would you would say he's, he's been affected. Clearly he did as he, he did and, have you know. And remember, for his captain. and remember the strong bowling attacks he scored those runs yeah. against. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. He scored them against against everybody. Um, yeah, I've got a breakdown of his averages against different test sides. I'll, I'll, I'll look at that in a moment. But I also like to look at, at kind of what I call first knock and second knock, because obviously first knock batting in the first or second innings of, of a test match is where you're setting the game up, and, and the second knock is where you're either trying to save the game or win the game, um, or you know or stay in the game. Um, in his in his first knock, Joe Joe Root averages 56, nearly 57. As captain, he averages over 51. Um, and in fact, batting second. So if you like, so England 
winning the toss and putting the other team in or the other team winning the toss and electing to bat. Joe Root averages 68 in the second innings of a test match, which is absolutely fantastic. Amazing, um, amazing. He, in the back, back end of the test, he's averaging nearly 42 um, and yeah, and there's no real difference between pre and post captain 41.8, 41.5. Scored a lot, you know, good runs still. That's that's an excellent average in, in the back end but of the, of the time. I've got one or two other complimentary things to say. Over the last year, the England openers have, on average, put on 15.9 runs, mm-hmm. the open partnership. Yeah. And the second wicket has put in on 15.38. So he's been coming, on average, the score when Root has come into bat is that England are 34.5 for two wickets down. Yeah. He's coming in on a new ball. He's coming in. Pressure, pressure, undiluted pressure. So I think the man is, I I seriously believe, I doubt even Coley or Smith could have done that, what he's done over such an extended period of time. Yeah, it's been fantastic. So, yeah, so he averages 50 bang on. He averages just over 40 against Australia. He averages over 60 against India. He averages over 40 against New Zealand. He averages 56 against Pakistan, um, 53 against South Africa, 59 Sri Lanka, and 55 against the West Indies. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, you know, it's a pretty it's a much... Threat, isn't it? He's just good against yeah, all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's He's... he's done it against everybody but the other stuff that I, f- I found quite interesting Tony when I was looking at it was because there was a lot of talk in the last test match about you know relying on him to score our to score England's runs and I wanted to look at his contribution in terms of his runs as a percentage of team runs um, and, um, and and across his test career um, Joe Root has scored just about 16% of, of runs um, that, that that England in, in in you know so his his contribution of all the all the innings he's batted in has has been sixteen percent as captain it's just over sixteen and a half percent so he's carrying a little bit more of the um, of the burden um, as captain but 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 not not by much and again he's very consistent whether that's in the first in, first knock second knock in wins obviously it's a little higher as you'd expect he scores about eighteen percent of the runs in 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 test matches England win. And just over thirteen percent in the ones they lose. So, not surprising, perhaps, that if Joe doesn't doesn't score a, a bulk of runs, then then the uh, then then England have got less of a chance of winning. I think that's what that tells you. But the numbers that stood out for me, Tony. So, if you think about this, the averages across his career, which is as we said, one hundred ninety-seven Test innings, sixteen percent of of England's England's runs in that in in the innings he's batted in. In twenty twenty-one, he has he has scored twenty-eight. And a half percent of all of England's runs in Test yeah. cricket. Yeah, that in is. Fact, in fact, in the last twenty-one innings, mm-hmm. when all around him have been sham a shambles of, of England batsmen, mm-hmm. he has averaged sixty-five point three. Yeah, in his last twenty-one innings, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, if if ever there's proof positive of a of a, of a colossus standing amongst in a field of corn it is just amazing a colossus in a field of corn i like that tony that's that's brilliant so yeah so joe root absolutely phenomenal batsman his performances are phenomenal consistent does it against everybody does it all around the world And, and england are incredibly lucky to have him i mean really really lucky to have him but at the moment he's being asked to do too much with the bat so the question then tony is 
what do we do? England's batting's in disarray, um, with the exception of Joe Root, really. What, oh, absolutely. What, 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 what would you what would you do? Given well, that, of course, we know what England have done. We, I, I, I'm just going to say, I, I wrote to you on this on this point before the squad was announced. I had a, what I would call a fairly revolutionary uh, um, solution, which was based on the fact that, and I go through some of the important things, batsmen like Bairstow and Butler have not played red ball cricket except when they played test cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 really and truly, that is just too tough of, uh, uh, of a non-preparation to be able to be expected to be able to walk in. Despite that, Bearstow has. I mean, Bearstow's only scored two hundred runs um, in the in this last year, uh, uh, just over a year. And he, he, would you believe even Sibley? has scored over 300 so uh, and 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 really you know what my opinion of Sibley is so Bairstow and Butler I think uh, and many of the others are suffering from a lack of red ball cricket Mm -hmm. we can't do anything about it this season because the first half of the county championship has been played and the next second half will not be played until this series is virtually over so what I my proposal was to select a squad of 20, call them up immediately and give them intense net practice and even some form of wicket practice, even a kind of a friendly match, so that they could get used to playing the red ball before the 25th of August in the next test. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I'm not too worried about the bowlers, even though I criticise them for their actions against Boomer. By and large, the bowlers, you could say, have not let England down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think only for the bowlers, the, the, the tragic weakness of the batsman would have been revealed even more. So I chose a squad of 20. Mm-hmm. So so the squad that England have chosen, let's, let's just tell folk about yeah. that, as they might not know. So I guess the, the big news is that Sibley and Crawley, who didn't play in the last test, but played in the first test, and is averaging 11 or something in, in this year, um, they've both been dropped and, and, and asked to go back to the, to the counties. Quite interesting, slightly different tone taken by Silverwood when he was talking about Sibley and Crawley. When he was talking about Sibley, he was saying, well, he needs to go back out of the limelight, away from the spotlight and to, to reconnect to his game or whatever words he used and, you know, refine his form. When he was talking about Crawley, Silverwood was a little bit more effusive and said, we still believe that he's got a big future, but he needs to go back to Kent. To, um, to 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 get you know to, to work on his game and 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 to regroup. Now they've been replaced in the squad by David Milan, um, now of Yorkshire. Uh, he, he's he's had a a, a a decent hundred. He's not he's not absolutely set the heather on fire, but he's been okay. Um, um, and he's had one red ball innings this this summer. Um, it was 199, so fair play to him. Um, but he's not coming in with an awful lot of, of red ball cricket. But certainly the thing about Milan, I think, and, and and this is where I think he does for me have the edge on somebody like Sibley, is Milan has done it in the international cricket. He has he has been or is I'm not sure he probably isn't just at the moment, but he certainly has been the number one T20 international batsman in the world. He scored runs in um, uh, in. Um, you have to excuse me a minute. One second. 
he scored runs in uh, in one day internationals as well. Um, in, in, you know, he's he's done he's done very well in, um, but particularly in, in T20s where he's got a hundred, um, not out, 103 not out, and a 99 not out, which is obviously going some in a T20 international. So for me, Milan is um, Milan has got a lot more to offer than than, than Sibley. Um, and even though actually their their test averages at the moment are roughly the same, and Sibley's is actually slightly higher at about 28 compared to about 27 for Milan. Um, the other changes um, to the to the squad, Tony. I've just been talking about Milan and Sibley's records, but the other changes to the squads. Poor old Jack Leach um, has been has been sent back to Somerset. He's not 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 required, so the spin will be done by Moeen and and um, and, and Joe Root backing him up, I guess. Mark Woods has been kept in the squad, which is a little curious, as he did seem to have an injured injured shoulder after the, the Lords game. Um, Chris Wokes is still unavailable, um, so Overton has remained in in the squad um, as well as Woods. But uh, but I'm think um, I'd be surprised if Wood plays. To be honest, I'm surely you can't risk risk a fast bowler who's who's, who's carrying an injury. Um, and Saqib Mahmood, who bowled very very well in the in the one day games recently, if you remember when England had to call up their scratch squad, um, Saqib played brilliantly well in those games and did himself a lot of favours and looks like an international bowler and he's in the squad. And, and again, cricket journalists tend to be quite well connected. And there's a lot of talk about his often talk of, and he may well make his debut. So I think we can read into that, that I wouldn't be at all surprised if if, uh, if my mood makes his debut. So that, that's kind of really the the shape of, of the squad. Most of the, the rest of the, the guys that, that were that were playing in the last test are, are still there. So Anderson and and, um, and Robinson are still there. Um, obviously um, Butler, Bairstow, and so on. And it looks like it will be um, 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 ha, um, ha, Hasim Hamid and Rory Burns that will open. Um, Hamid and, and Burns, I should say, will, will open. Um, that's. You know that that's that's that looks like the only openers in the squad. I don't think they're going to push Bairstow up to open, and I think Ollie Pope is also in the squad as well. He might might be fit again, but he hasn't batted for an awfully long time, so it'll be quite bold to to throw through Pope in. I I think for me, if they're going to call up Milan, given his age, he's, he's in his thirties and, and what have you, he's going to play. I mean, I think he's he's definitely going to. Well, yeah. I mean, when I was looking at at, at who they could select for the squad, I I, I have to say this that. The 100 has been a roaring success. It has provided excitement. It has provided close finishes. Uh, but nobody can tell me that doing well in the 100 prepares you for the attritional cricket that you're going to have to play in a test match. Mm -hmm. So I personally would not e consider uh, any form shown in the 100 as far as selection for the the test matches is concerned. I would cons I would consider the one day, which is just finished, and I, I certainly would have considered the first uh, section of, of county championships and, and the last section of last season's Bob Willis trophy because they were with the red ball. There was pressure, uh, and, and I would have looked at it. Now, Habib, I would give him another test. But I'm afraid from the little we, short, we saw, he still appears to be short in tech, both in technique, because he hung his bat out like, to, to pick the washing off the line, and um, his temperament, certainly I can understand he was nervous in the first innings, and he got out to a ball that I think you and I would have played. Uh, 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 he just 
it just was a perfectly straight ball. He played down the, the middle stump and it hit his off stump. Mm -hmm. So I hope he does well and I think he must be given another chance. Burns to me is, um, well, what can I say? He's still scoring runs next to Root. He has the best average of, of, of the mm -hmm. England test batsmen. Um, and what he does, I remember when Gal was playing for England and Gal would go through these periods where he wouldn't be scoring any runs and everybody would say it's no good. Good as he is, Gal has to be dropped. And then Gal would come up and score 100 and, and, and his place would be secured for the next three or four matches. <laughs> this, this appears to be the same with, with Burns. Just when you think he's going to be dropped, he comes up and, and, and makes a score. So I would give him another chance. Milan, to me, is a, a, a pick. I don't know. Did you say when I was out his performance in Perth in Australia? I didn't mention it, but certainly with the Ashes tour coming up, it's got to be a consideration. He has he, done it in he Australia. Known to, be play, to play well on bouncy wickets, and mm. I think that he must be given the chance to make the number three position his own. Mm. Um, so that we come down then, there's Root obviously at four and Bairstow. He, he must be given a chance. He's, a, he's, he's unfortunately not being able to play because of the dire failings of the top of the order. Bairstow is really not being able, given the chance to play the innings that he should be, the way he should be able to play. Mm -hmm. And the same with Butler. However, it has to be said, I looked at this this year's, as I said to you, the county championship averages for the first half of the season and the last half of last season, and Bairstow and Butler were not in the averages. They did not play enough innings and score enough runs to qualify to be in those averages. In other words, they're not getting enough red ball cricket. And something, not it can't be done now, obviously, but something's got to be done, certainly in the second half of the county championship, they must play red ball cricket. If they want to play test match cricket for England, they've got to play red ball cricket. Their, their talent is being, in my opinion, washed away by insufficient practice with the red ball. So the, the only other thing I have is with, I looked at the, uh, the Mahmood and Mahmood certainly is it appears to be the blue-eyed boy and he's, he's performed some eye-catching performances but in the 100 <laughs> he, he scored he took 23 wickets at 21.56 overton who is in the squad and i hope plays instead of mahmoud he took 37 wickets at 13.4 in the first part of the county championship <laughs> and he's a far better bat he averaged 30 with the bat in the county championship. So I would play him. The other two bowlers, uh, the, uh, and this guy, Bryden Kass, who has come on the scene, he took 34 wickets at 21. And um, I think that he is, is, is somebody who, who needs to be looked at. Robinson, I think, is now uh, um, firmly cemented his place. Yeah, Robinson's done very well. I believe that Robinson is it's very sad that Wokes is not fit and it looks therefore even though he got a golden duck as a batsman and he's supposed to be playing as an all-rounder it looks as if Curran will keep his place yeah I felt in the last test with Curran that you know he's a he's a competitor and he and he keeps going and he wants the ball and he and he wants to bowl and so on but I felt that 
well, it showed that where the ball wasn't really swinging, um, a, 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 a top class batting lineup would probably see Curran as being a, a bowler they would they would be able to score off and, and not feel terribly threatened by. Um, when it swings, I think he, he can be very dangerous. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but if it doesn't swing, and again, I, I felt in, in the test, England were doing that thing that really irritates me, I have to say, which is if the ball's not swinging, they keep moaning to the umpire and getting him to put it through. Yeah, it. trying to change it's, the ball. Just, yeah. oh, come on, lads. Sometimes it swings and sometimes it doesn't. And you're going to have to have a plan for when it doesn't swing, right? Yeah. And, and the plan... Badger the umpires till they change the balls. Not really good enough. You yeah. need to. Well, you know. Fortunately, the pressure is off the umpires where that is concerned yeah. because they got the gauge. Yeah, got and the if gauge. the ball goes through the gauge, then no, they, they don't change the ball. Yeah. So you know that's that. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. I think I it's know. another piece of small piece of progress. Yeah. To yeah. take pressure off the umpires. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. 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 Who I have to say, by yeah. and large, in this Test series and in the New Zealand have all performed excellently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think, so, yeah, I think God, Michael Goff in particular, I think, is a yeah. wonderful umpire. Yeah. Very, very yeah. rarely gets gets he occasionally gets a, a tight LBW wrong, but he's but he's pretty pretty good, I have to say. Um so Tony, I know there's a, a couple of batsmen that you would like to consider, particularly if perhaps Burns or, or Hamid don't perform in, in yes, I have, I have a couple. I've already talked um, briefly about Carlson. Glamorgan had just won the one day and he scored 82 and he capped in the side, which to me proves that he's got the temperament for the big occasion. Uh -huh. Not only that, in the first half of the county championship, he, from 16 innings, he scored 790 runs at an average of 653 uh -huh. And and uh, I think that in the middle of the order, if there if there's a week, if for instance um, uh, Bearstow doesn't perform, I think that's and I'm looking ahead also to the Ashes. I think that he must be there. He's obviously a leader. He's right. captain of Glamorgan. Yeah. And the other one is Jake Libby of, of Worcestershire. Libby in the first half of last season, uh, uh, this season, uh, from 15 innings scored 798 runs at an average of 61.38. Only Bedlingham of Durham, who's unfortunately Australian, scored more. He scored 945 runs from 16 innings. I also then went with Libby. I also went back to last season to see whether this was just a flash in the pan. No. He batted nine innings in the Bob Willis Trophy and scored 498 runs, more than anybody else, at an average of 55.53. Uh -huh. I think that those two guys, their stats with the red ball stand up and should there be more continued failures at the top of the order, I think the selectors have got to bite the bullet and, and, and give them a chance. Yeah, I think the... Um... I mean, I think their, their records are excellent. I mean, I, the other thing I would I would note is Libby is twenty eight, so you could say yeah. he's an experienced and knows his he's game. Mature, yeah. but, but actually, Carson um, is just not long turned twenty three. So again, for Glamorgan to have have, have given him the um, the captaincy yeah. in, in a final in a one day final speaks yeah. a lot about his cricket brain, about his, yeah. his his ability to handle pressure and so on. So I think both of those guys are a good shout. Somebody else who's getting a lot, who, who gets a lot of um, um, attention as as, a, as somebody that should perhaps be in the England side is uh, is Tom Abel from um, from Somerset. Yes. Um, now he's he's again he's a little older. He's he's twenty seven, so he he, again, he knows his game. 
Um, he's he's a he's a very good player. He's been been injured for or he was injured for quite a while. He missed uh, July and and so on and, and didn't didn't really play. Um, you know, kind of middle of June, he was he was he was um, uh, he was he was injured. So he's not he's not had a lot of cricket. So maybe not not just now. But again, you know, he's the back end of, of the county county championship he, before it, it broke up for the white ball stuff. He got ninety eight against Hampshire. He got one hundred and thirty two not out against Gloucestershire. He got um, sixty four against um, against um, Hampshire again, and then he, he got a pair of forties against Middlesex as well. So clearly a good player. Um, In the last two Red Bull series, that's the, the county championship this year and the Bob Willis last, he has averaged 51 in both. Yeah. Uh, and and um, it, it, this year, until his injury, he was averaging 63.5. So, so he, I, agree, yeah. I agree with you. I think he, and he has Captain Somerset. Yes, that's right. So he's, yeah. another, he's another leader. And I yeah. think that we need some more people to back up uh, Joe, who I think, I mean, let's face it, they're lovely bowlers, they're great team players, but both Jimmy Anderson and Broad are very, very strong individuals and take handling. And, mm -hmm. and I think that maybe Joe needs just a little bit of support from some of his senior pros to, mm -hmm. to, to help yeah. him, to help yeah. him, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose that's the slightly frustrating thing. There's a lot of talk about how little Red Bull cricket people have had. And you say you've got Butler and Burstow who didn't haven't really got averages, haven't played. Milan, although he's been been selected, and I'm quite pleased he has. has had one innings this 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 year. Yeah, although since the end of 2019 is yeah. with Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. But you have got people who have got who've done very well in the championship. Abel, Libby, Carson. We've we've picked out picked out three potential batters that could be selected not really hearing them apart from Abel perhaps there's a bit of noise but Libby and and Carlton don't don't seem to be getting the any push for them to to, to be no, to be no. considered maybe maybe Kieran Carson now he has captained a team to a trophy might that might start to change his profile might change but, but certainly I suppose it, yeah it, we're, it, we're crying out for an openness. That's why I'm pushing Libby. And Libby's yeah. done it for Worcestershire, who have not had a good season. Yeah. He has yeah. done what Joe Root has done for England. Libby has done for Worcestershire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So there are the players there that England could select. Um, they've got selectors. They've got people that are out and about. They don't have as many selectors as they used to, but they've got, I think James Taylor is still around and about looking at, looking at players around the county. They've got umpteen batting coaches and, and things. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, maybe, maybe there's, maybe there's more space again, particularly if the, if the third test doesn't go so well, um, and there's, and there's more problems with the batting, then maybe it will be time for some of these guys to be caught up. But anyway, we've, we've thrashed well, around well, the, the test. Can team. I add one last yeah, thing on. that is to talk about the coaches? Yeah. I'm going to say something very controversial here. If they boys don't deliver in this test, I would sack Thorpe. I don't think that Thorpe is a, a resilient enough. And in the short term, I would replace him with Strauss, who knows how to the, play solidly. The English batsmen need to play solidly. Thorpe is a David Gower type batsman. And, and I don't think at the present moment, I don't think he's the, the most suitable person to be the bat, batting coach. And I would replace him with Strauss who would be an able double up with Marcus Trescothic. 
who had loads of experience of what it's like to bat at the top of the order. So you think the batsmen need a roundhead rather than a cavalier? I do indeed. Them, um, I do okay. indeed. I do. Okay. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for that. So that pretty much covers the, the, the test. It starts again very soon. We'll be back on it by the end of the week. Um, and, um, and yeah, it will be, um, it'll be interesting to see um, how that goes. And we'll be picking that up next week in our show, of course. So we'll be talking about that. And let's hope, if you're an England fan, um, that the uh, that, that that this just slightly tweaked squad and slightly tweaked team um, is slightly more competitive over the full course of the Test match than um, than that, and it would be nice yeah. if maybe, somebody other than Joe Root was raising their bats. Guys out there had their own opinions on on, yeah, on others who who should be given a, a try. Yeah, let because us know what you think. Yeah, there's county fans out there in particular. Are we overlooking anybody that you think should be given a shout? I suppose. Yeah, and um, Nick, Nick Gubbins might be one yeah. um, who's who's he's been in great form. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at mm. since he he has had a kind of Hamid uh, Habib existence. He mm. went he lost form dramatically yep. just after Middlesex won the uh, county championship in 2016. He was the most talked about player. He mm. lost his form. He's gone to Hampshire and he's a rejuvenated man. And and yeah. and in fact, I think in. In, in, in this this season, he's averaging 42, scored six, 681, 681 runs in the first half of the county championship. And that following on from the recovery that he's made in the last 18 months before that with Hampshire, he certainly is a man you could be looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, interesting, interesting story. As a Middlesex fan, it, it was very bittersweet to see him go to Hampshire and immediately score a hundred. Um, it was, it was. But you know, Middlesex is is in a, are in a are in a rebuild at the moment. I think there's 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 stuff that needs to happen. And it was very interesting that they announced the signing of Mark um, Stoneman um, from um, from Surrey with immediate effect to come in and he signed a, a several year contract to come and open the, open the batting for, for Middlesex, which I think is a, yeah. is a good bit of experience. And he's a, he's a good solid run getter. One of, one of the many who's had a go for England, but he's an excellent County opening batsman. So um, that was interesting to see Middlesex starting to make some moves to perhaps reshape the squad a little bit, but talking of domestic cricket, and moving on from the test match, the hundred, as we said at the top of the program, is has uh, now moved on. The league stage is completed. They've all played eight games, which is an un unusual number when there's a, it's an eight-team league. But never mind. Um, um, and uh, and now we've, we're down to our last now three remaining teams standing. Birmingham Phoenix top the table, so go straight into the final. Um, and the Southern Brave finished second. Trent Rockets were third. Um, and they play off in what they call the eliminator, which I believe is, is tomorrow, um, and um, to see who's going who's gonna to make it through to play Birmingham in the final. Um, it's been an enjoyable um, tournament, I think, Tony. I, I have to say I've, um, I've enjoyed it. I was, I was expecting more from Welsh Fire, who I think have had a pretty miserable back end of the tournament. They, they suffered a body blow when Bearstow left them. They certainly did. They certainly did. It was uh, that was really the um, yeah that really was the that did for them unfortunately yeah, um, in the uh, in in the hundred that they, they they really did they really did suffer there. So I mean, having a look at their their batsmen. I mean, you know, let's let's be fair. Glenn Phillips has done has done very well um, for for Walsh Fire. He's he's been a, a good pick, and he was he was our one to watch. Um, before the tournament started for for, for Welsh Fire and Ben Duckett has certainly not let anybody down. He's he's done very well and I, I have both of those guys actually ranked in in, in the top ten 
um, um, of, uh, of, of, of for batting impact. Um, and then, but the others, you know, Banton played played all, all the games. Didn't didn't really do very much. Yeah, yeah, he was so promising. Yeah, and Ian Combane started quite well, I think, but then then dropped off a little. Josh Cobb as well, an experienced play, played a few games, but didn't didn't really do, didn't really get going. So, Lewis Deployer can be quite pleased with his tournament as well. He he did pretty well, um, but but certainly they were they they didn't really get enough out of their batting lineup. And once Johnny Bairstow went, that was them. Um, on the bowling side of it, um, I think Ryan Higgins did did okay. Didn't bowl a lot. Um, Case Ahmed um, did did pretty well, um, but probably didn't take enough wickets. Um, his economy rate was pretty good. He went for just 100 and 120 runs per 100 balls, um, but he but he probably didn't didn't quite take enough wickets. Nobody, when it got into double figures, wickets for uh, for Welsh Fire um, in in this tournament. Um, yeah, and another lacked, team, they lacked a lighthouse bowler, I think, without a doubt. You yeah, know, they needed yeah. they needed a go-to bowler when they were in a little bit of trouble. They hadn't yeah. got that. Yeah. And the team I, I tipped to do very well and and, and haven't um, is the Northern Superchargers. Um, yeah. Again, they're slightly hampered by the by the absence of, of Ben Stokes for, for most of the tournament. But actually we, we picked out Harry Brook as being as being one to watch and he certainly was. He had an absolutely phenomenal tournament. And, then, um, and I don't know why, Steve, but both he and Adam Live missed the last three matches. Yeah, and, and, and their performance of the Northern Superchargers, who I also thought, uh, with Rashid in the in their bowling attack, uh -huh. uh, I, I thought they would be right up there. And Cast, I thought that, you know, but I think, for I don't know the reason why Brook and Lythe, um didn't play in the last in the whether it was contractual or or what, I do not know. Yeah, I, they, I don't think it was contractual, but but I'm I'm not sure. But it certainly hurt them because Brook for me was one of the one of the outstanding oh, players yeah. of the time. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't drop Brook. <laughs> no way. No, and and the other interesting thing is they didn't really utilize Tom Carla Cadmore until late on in the tournament. And again, he although he, he was right. fairly he I think in the last match, nearly yeah, won the match, nearly won it. Really. Absolutely, and he he did uh, he did he did very well indeed. Um, uh, actually, he, he batted he batted very well. Um, so yeah, that, and and with the ball, I think they, again they they obviously Adil Rashid was an absolute stick on, twelve wickets, very ball very very well. Yeah. Stokes did great in his in his the games that he played, and Ben Rain who, who who came in and played for them, he did he did pretty well too. He can be quite pleased with with his with his performance. Um, Mujib, the the uh, Afghan spinner, who I think they were hoping would be a spin twin with Adil Rashid, he did he did okay. His, his again his economy rate was pretty good, but he didn't take enough wickets. He only took took six wickets and 130 yeah. balls, um, and that meant I think because they both both played, Callum Parkinson didn't play very much. Um, and he did okay, um, but he didn't really get enough bowling in, in the tournament. And I guess if you're looking at, at somebody who was a bit disappointing with the ball, you'd probably have to say David Willey would be quite disappointed with um, with, with a with a uh, only taking five wickets in in 99 balls. And, um, and he he of course became captain after Stokes yeah. left. Yeah. Um, and I think that affected. Uh, he he underbowled himself at the beginning of the innings. Yeah. David Willey is one of the few bowlers I've seen who can swing the white ball, particularly yeah. at the start of the inning. And yeah. yet he didn't seem to, but I thought he underbowled himself. And as you say, <laughs> when he did bowl, I thought he disappointed. In fact, yeah. he, did, he did rather better as a batsman than he, he did, did as a bowler. 
He did. His batting was pretty good, actually. He, he made a very solid contribution with the bat. But yeah, considering that he played all, all, all their games, um, he only bowling a fewer than 100 balls in the tournament is, is really quite curious. And I think he probably missed a trick there and in, in, in underbowled himself. But certainly top of the tree and, and no real surprises, um, Birmingham Phoenix. They had an absolutely terrific tournament. Liam Livingston, for me, tops the batting impact rankings. Um, and, and, and in fact, number two was Will Smead, the, the young, young Somerset yeah. batsman who opened the innings and was absolutely um, terrific for them. Moeen also shows up in, in my top five. Um, and, and Finn Allen did pretty well as well, opening up with, with, with Will Smead. So when you've got those guys really firing, between those four batsmen, they scored, what did they score? They scored uh, 820 runs between them. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. out of out of a total number of eleven hundred and thirty-one. The beauty of it is, if two of them failed, there were still two more to yeah. get plenty yeah. of runs and quickly. Absolutely, and they and they went very quickly as well. Livingston yeah. was scoring one hundred and seventy-two runs per hundred balls. Smead one hundred and eighty-two. Moeen over one hundred and fifty. Finn Allen one hundred and fifty. And he and you know that that that, that was that was seriously impressive. Um, even the guys that perhaps didn't score quite as many runs when they were batting. Um, Miles Hammond, he was going at 100 and f- 155. Chris Benjamin, 156. So really, really good stuff. And then with the ball, um, Adam Milne, I think, was probably the, the bowling surprise yeah. of the tournament. Yeah, really, really bowled really, really well. Think, when you think he wasn't in the New Zealand test team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think off the back of his... Um, the back of his hundred performances, he's managed to get a recall to the New Zealand white ball team, which is which yeah. is uh, no surprise. But again, a player, and we've we've mentioned him on the show over the last year as somebody who, who we like and, and we think is a very good player and is underrated is Benny Howe. Um, you know, plays for Gloucestershire, did really really well. He took ten wickets um, in the uh, in in the round robin stages, the same number as as Milne actually. Yeah. Um, and although of course his strike rate wasn't quite as good and his economy was wasn't wasn't quite as good. His economy was still excellent, you know. So in fact, between them, you know, both both excellent bowlers, both, you know, they they did very, very well. You've got the the golden arm of Leo Livingston in the squad. We always, always like to see him bowl. Top spin, leg Um, spin, top spin, you name it. Livingston can do it. Absolutely. And Imran to here, although he... um, As a little aside on Leo Livingston, in India, he was in the test squad. Yeah. And yet he hasn't featured. Now, whether they've decided to let him have a run in the 100, I do not know. But he hasn't featured. And, and I mean, he has batted at number three for his county. But anyway, I digress a little bit. Back to the 100. Yeah, yeah. So um, looking at the teams and looking at the underlying performances rather than the, the results league table, um, Birmingham Phoenix come out as the number one ranked batting side and the number two ranked bowling side. So no surprise there that they've made it through to the to the knockout stages. And and again, similarly, London Spirit, who, who I'm I'm afraid to say we we yeah. were we were right in saying they would yeah. they would have a tough tournament. Yeah, they were very very clearly the, the the least accomplished batting side, unfortunately, um, in in the tournament. Um, and they they were slightly better with the ball. They they were kind of fifth ranked with the ball. And in fact, it was Welsh Fire that had a pretty pretty tricky time with the ball. Um, we expected the Southern Braves to be really, really good with the ball, and in fact, they, their bowling was not was not that great. But actually, they've they've qualified for the for the knockout stages off the back of um, off the back of their batting, and the back of their batting, by which we mean, I think, the back of um, of of, um, of Quinton de Kock um, and, and James Vince and Alex Davis. Those three guys scored yeah. scored a lot of runs and and did did very very well um, is Alex them. davis the lancashire wicketkeeper yes that's right yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and he's a very promising. I don't know what age he is, but he's a very promising cricketer. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Now, we we pre-tournament looked at the bowling lineup and thought, wow, that's a strong lineup. You you do well to 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 get much off of them. And indeed, you know, Chris Jordan did did okay. Again, yeah. he, he he probably would be unhappy with only taking seven I, wickets. I, I think 45. I think Chris Jordan won the matches though. He's yeah. such a good bowler yeah. at the death. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and our man man to watch or player to watch from the Southern Brave was Jake Lintot. Um and he ended up for me as a top ten ranked bowler, ten yeah. wickets. Um, um, you know, and his economy rate was was just in the hundred and twenties, which is which is pretty good going. Um, so you know, I think that that was a, that was a good a good pick for us in terms of a player to watch. And then finally, the Trent Rockets in the in the knockout phases. Um, again, they they um, Summit Patel did did. Did a great job for them. They've yeah. been, I think, much more of a, of a team performance. Um, you know, yes, lots of runs from Hales and, and Milan, of course, they did very well. And Darcy Short actually scored scored good runs, um, though though he um, he did them at a, you know perhaps a slightly more sedate pace than um, than you would you would like. Again, Milan Milan was was at a relatively sedate pace for um, for the hundred, um, but they were consistent and they scored they scored consistently, even if they didn't necessarily score them quite as quickly as you might have liked. And then on the bowling side, um, you know, they, they um, as a bowling unit, they were they were pretty damn good, actually. And, and again, probably much better than, than, than I would have expected. Marchand Delang um, took 10 wickets. He did really, really well. And Rashid Khan, of course, with 12 wickets. Um, yeah. Excellent stuff. Really, he, really, really good. He, to me, was the, was the greatest success story because he'd never played in England before. Yep. And he adapted uh, 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 to the England um, wickets. He also was more than useful with the bat. And let's face it, he must have had one eye on his own home country, which is going yeah. through such turbulent times. Yeah. I thought he, I thought he was very impressive and was bubbling in the team. He bubbled in the team. I think he gave them a lift. Yeah, yeah. Can, I, I not yeah, no, no, yeah, and I, do you know, I love Rashid Khan. He's my probably my favourite um, cricketer at the moment in the world. I think he's he's absolutely wonderful to watch. It's the way, just that pace of which he bowls that spin. It's fantastic. Yeah. But the last thing I would say about the Trent Rockets is, again, we picked out Sam Cook from Essex as one to watch. He was a pretty smart wildcard pick, and although they didn't play him enough um, for my money, um, he did very well um, when he did play. Um, I think and, he was uh, playing Saturday. Yeah, I think he probably will too, and and I think he, he he's um, yeah, I think he's 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 a good pick, and Stephen Mullaney as well did did very well as he's a done very well. stalwart. Yeah, well, I, I, important runs too. Yeah, I, I have Stephen Mullaney coming through ranked in the top twenty as a batter and top ten as a bowler. So you can't yeah. really ask for much more than that yeah, yeah. from 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 a player when you're asking to do to do both disciplines. So hundred's been good. Looking forward to the two kind of knockout games. It'll be exciting to see that format in 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 a knockout kind of context. And I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, after the tournament I'll do a bit of bit of a write up on medium of uh, of, of how it went and yeah. uh, and, and yeah. how it how it compared to our pre tournament predictions. Can I so. ask you your opinion, yeah. Steve, on on the on the success of it as a tournament and how it was advertised, portrayed, the coverage, the television coverage, the radio coverage, yeah. mm -hmm. and the fans that it attracted. Malcolm yeah. now, for instance, who openly will admit he is more attracted to that than any other form of cricket mm -hmm. that he has watched. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, I think that team identity has been established very, very quickly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Northern, um, um, the Oval Invincibles and the uh, Southern uh, Braves, for instance, there's a local derby sort of thing, mm -hmm. situation. And, and uh, I think that it has been a great success, COVID notwithstanding. Uh, and I think that next year will be the acid test for it because mm -hmm. you'll get some some of the more stronger players, overseas players, coming and we'll see um, whether the rules are changed and whether they allow an extra overseas player in, etc. Yeah. And also, I think the crowds have been exceptional. And, and this, this, there's been a tremendous focus, for instance, the number of sixes that have been hit. There's been a tremendous focus on can it be caught in the crowd? That's just one little small way of involving the crowd in, 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 in the matches. And I think that presentationally, I would view it as a great success. Yeah, I, um, I, I think so. I think initially there was a little bit of a pushback on the slight sort of North Korean broadcasting style of the isn't everything marvellous oh, yeah. commentators in the first few games, yeah. which I think betrayed a little bit of nerves on the broadcaster's behalf that whether or not it was going to be, be a success. And obviously they were given, the, given the, 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 the prompt to talk everything up. But actually, I think as that's settled down a bit as the tournament's gone on um, and that's it's become less... Um, less hyperbole around it and, and it's been much more about about the games and where they are i think the format i, I think the format works i know many, many people still yeah. would, would poo -poo the think, need to change it but i i think the it works. double header has worked too yeah the ladies first and then the gents following on yeah. and people have treated it as a day out yeah and and, and what has happened is it has given the ladies a much higher profile because people they, instead of not coming for the afternoon and just coming for the evening, they have patently come to see the ladies play in the afternoon, which yeah. I think is another tremendous. I mean, for instance, Wales has had restrictions. <laughs> Yesterday was the, the, the wooden spoon match um, between the London um, and the um, Welsh team. The loser took the wooden spoon sort of thing. And despite the restrictions, I think they had somewhere around about 10,000 people mm -hmm. in to watch yeah. that match, uh, or the two matches with the ladies as well. And I think um, what, is, what has happened, it, it, it has been made more accessible to the cricket, the youngsters, to the cricket fans, and the television coverage. Yeah. Now, okay, I'm not there's, – there's still uh, – comparisons with the t20 and that sort of emphasis to to take to take place in the analysis and 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 some fine tuning mm -hmm. um but i think overall for a first start i think it's been very successful yeah i, I would i would say so I, I think it's i think it has been a success i think they'll be pleased with how the crowds have responded you're right people have become fans of teams much more quickly than they probably thought would, would happen. Yeah. And I think, and I think actually, you know, I think we all had a bit of a laugh about the teams when the names came out and then when they were all being sponsored by crisp companies, it was all, you know, all hula hoops playing skips this afternoon and all that. And yes, of course that, but, but you kind of seen get, get beyond that and the teams become a, become a thing. I think what will be interesting to see next year will be the continuity of the squads. Yes. Because if it's all jumbled up, next year and, and you don't you know and if you're so if you're a Trent Rockets fan and you're looking forward to seeing Alex Hales again next season if he suddenly pops up in Wales or London or wherever then then maybe then maybe there might be a second season thing where people go oh, hang on a minute you know this doesn't feel like you know what 
you know, it might might be a, a challenge there. Yeah. But yeah. I think over, overall, I think it's worked. And so I think they're moving it to, to, if you like, base 10. So it's much easier to work out. A perennial problem for people that are new to cricket is working out who's on top. How does the IPL solve that one, um, Steve? I, I'm not I'm not familiar with how they do. They have indivi individual uh, franchise teams every year. They, they 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 do, and there is a bit of mi mixing and matching, and people move around. But actually, you generally get people, particularly some of the Indian stars. I think have tended to stay with their key with their kind of main base where they're yeah. um where where, where they're where they're um, identified so i think i think you get a bit of a mix um and, and in, indeed of course in india the, the game is, is so popular that they didn't they didn't seem to need to worry about no. worrying about six ball overs and things that that worked yeah. perfectly well so mac you would come back to join us now no it's the, the hundred is is moving towards the end of the tournament did, did you did you watch more of it than you than you thought you would have yeah, I think it's probably uh, outside of. Um, I think I told you, like, so what's the T20 uh, final, World Cup final? Mm -hmm. Apart from that, I think this is the most I've ever watched of cricket. Um, mm -hmm. So I think I agree with both of you about the situation. I think 100% uh, it has been a success. I think um, the whole feeling of it has been all vibrant, positive. Um, yes, there's been a few unsavory issues, which happens with every sport with social media. But the actual what's been happening on the pitch and in the stadiums and on TV as well um, has given it incredible exposure. I think that uh, the, the thoughts about the uh, public catching it and if, if that counts or not, that's that's a well, that's a masterstroke, I think, because they do like to zoom in a lot if you watch it when they catch it or they drop it. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's all a bit of fun, and everyone's yeah. clapping or patting their guy or, or having a banter with the person or the woman, mm. whatever. So yeah. I think it's a master. The other thing as well, which we talked about before, was the fact that families are coming. Yes. you see the kids there, with, and that is yeah. huge because that is that that is why American sport um, does so well, and that's why they can play the uh, much more, ten times more than any other people because their sports. Even though it can be, in effect, tribalism in the air or whatever, their sports have always had lots of families there. They have lots of people, not just not just men, uh, uh, let's be honest, uh, of a certain type. Uh, they have every type of man, every type of woman there, brother, sister, whatever. They have their kids there, all the rest of it. Um, and that's something that uh, they've, they've obviously made sure that they've enhanced, really, considering, like you said, no one... In, in real terms, we've talked about before, goes a lot of people don't go to county, but this has enhanced it. Full full stadiums, full crowds. Yes, you've talked about the uh, COVID, but let's be honest, COVID's not going anywhere. Um, and I think um, there's still, while there won't be restrictions, I think that it brings something different as opposed to just the football and, yeah. or, or soccer, whatever you want to call it, and everything else. I think it's going to be great. Because even if you think about your rugby, Rugby's in that space as well, but not obviously that that's obviously got very specific, like England or whatever. But um, I personally think as well that you talked just about the whole thing about players moving. I don't think that's an issue. I think people that are going there, that kind of crowd that they're attracting, attracting and focusing on is not you guys. Yeah, yeah. If maybe, we're, if we're brutally honest. Yeah. They're, like, they're looking for people like me, uh, mm. the people who are not particularly focused on cricket but will come and enjoy 
the event, the occasion, the spectacle. Uh, that's what they're aiming at. That's why they have everyone hitting these ridiculous balls every five minutes. Uh, it's not about making, taking the notepad and pen. It's nothing like that at all. No. For instance, at the last match at Lords, all the um, equipment, you know, the, the shirts and, the, and that sort of thing, they were completely sold out. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, really that, that yeah. is another positive identifier. That's, hmm. That means people are identifying with that team and they want to wear the shirt and they want to wear whoever's got number yeah. nine sitting on his back or whatever it might be. Yeah. I, I suppose that the one thing I would say about, about the crowds is that as it's gone on, I think the, the, the feedback from the stewards at grounds and things has tended to be that the crowds are very similar to that you get to a T20 game. And, yeah, and the county's Vitality Blast games are pretty much sold out. So, you know, it's it's they it's not not the only form of domestic cricket which is pulling in pulling in a full crowd. That's true. Um, but 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 um, and and I think they were saying that it's you know it's it's a in the daytime certainly you, you do get more families, but the evening they're often maybe joined by what you might call a no, the normal sort of crowd groups of lads out for a, a few drinks to to watch the cricket. Um, of an evening after work sort of time as well. So I think it'll be interesting. I think that there's bound to be a pretty, whether it made, made public or not, of course, is another thing, but a pretty detailed breakdown of, of the demographics of the people that they've yeah. had in. I'm sure if you go to a, a hundred match, you're surveyed within an inch of your life with a follow-up email and all sorts of things. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, just to try to get a sense of how many people are coming for the first time, how many are new to cricket, did they understand it? And I'm sure, I'm sure they'll learn. I'm sure they'll learn a lot from that. So, yeah. I think within... well, my last thing on that is, yeah. I think also as well, they'll be taking details just like any other business for retention because then yeah. they can keep on bombarding yeah. you with emails and stuff like that. Mm. Um, that. That also, I think as well, one thing I'd say, um, as someone who obviously doesn't come from a cricketing background, is that um, the colours and the way it's done uh, is very attractive. The way that media works. And sports are business, right? Mm -hmm. we, we've talked about that, talked about the counter stuff like that. Ultimately, uh, it, even we all follow a football club. If the football clubs um, are uh, attracting people to come to the club to watch the football, majority of the time, yes, they've got the traditional season ticket holders, but they are going to try and attract people from abroad because they know they'll come, they'll spend loads of money at the shop, they'll eat loads of food there, they won't be coming having the equipment, you know, any of the fast food, and they're not spending anything apart from a program. They're that's what they're attracting, and it's the same kind of thing. Obviously, not the foreign uh, market, but more the fact that the market outside of the traditional cricket ground. I like, I appreciate what you said about the demographic stuff, but mm. I think that's yeah. what they want. They want people, like I said, to go mm. enjoy the spectacle, buy a t-shirt, to remember the occasion. And then, you know, yeah. carry on from there. And those kind of, if they can keep that churn going, there's no reason why it can't get, I personally think, now again, you, you guys can dispute this, but there's no reason in my mind, in this country, in the way that it's been martyred, that it can't get uh, really, really, really big. Not, not obviously to the levels of IPL, because obviously cricket's their number one sport, but I think it can really start to get to the kind of levels um, of filling their crowds every single time. Because it's a short and sweet thing as well, isn't it? It's only yeah. four the summer it's not like for months and months and months and months it's just like short sweet boom finished done and you're yeah. done so. i think what will be interesting next year as as the world does move into slightly you know things get back to more, more normality even if we have to make accommodations for, for covid but will be what you know what caliber of international player makes themselves available for, for the hundred i think 
you know, this year, I think there are, there are players that, because they've been in bubbles for so long, chose not to play um, yeah. and, and not to participate. Some some quite big names, and I think we might see some of those names again. Also, it's concurrent with a with a test series against India. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, every franchise's dream would probably to have to have got Virat Kohli in their team, for example. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know, it's it's um, it'll be interesting to see the the quality of the players that, that come next time in terms of their global recognition in, in, amongst cricket fans. Um, and also, I think what they did this time is there was a form of draft where players got drafted in for, you know, and there was a process a bit like in American sports. But yeah. I think the hundreds one was done kind of as a private event. This time it was like a behind closed doors event. But I right. think what they'll probably do is, which is what the IPL do, is they might move that draft to become more of an event as a mm. kind of curtain raiser um, yeah. type thing earlier on in the year to get people back into the idea of, of it and, um, and and so on. So I think that there's something in there about making that yeah. part of the part of the experience for fans as well. Who are we going to get? Who's going to get Alex? Who's going to get Coley? Yeah, Steve yeah. Smith's available. Who's going to get him? All that stuff adds to yeah. a bit of excitement. So in its own terms, I would say, so I think it's been, been successful. Um, but what it's done for me in terms of the wider domestic cricket is I think it is very hard very very hard to run four competitions in one summer oh, it is. Very alongside the test matches and the, the t20 internationals yeah. and one day internationals i think something has to give in, in the calendar and either it will be a competition which i think will be a shame um and i don't think it can be the vitality blast because it makes too much money for the counties i just think that right. would be suicidal to to do that i don't think it can be the 50 over game and because I think you can't be the world champions of 50 over cricket and not have a domestic 50 over game. I just think yeah. that would be madness. Clearly can't be the county championship because that's the bedrock of the feeder into the test team, which is still the pinnacle of the game. And of course, it's not going to be the 100 because the 100 is the new thing. So so if that can't give, then more has to be done yeah. concurrently. And I think where we'll end up, I'm more convinced that this end of the 100 than I was beforehand is we'll end up with more of a split code game where you've got red ball players and white ball players. And you might have some exceptional players that cross between the two and have to make some difficult choices. Maybe a Root, a Butler, people like that, a Stokes. But the majority of players will be an Alistair Cook who plays red ball or a, a Rashid Khan that plays white ball, for example. And yeah. I think that might be where it goes. And if you if you embrace that, if you like, if you if you go, okay, well, that's how it is, then that actually gives you a little bit more freedom with your summer schedule because you can then run certain competitions concurrently. Um, or you can certainly run the county championship concurrently with 100, and that might might make a difference to um, to, to all sorts of things that might open up. Um, yeah, might no solve doubt. some of the problems Tony and I have been talking about. There's no doubt the scheduling is the key, I think. I yeah. think that is absolutely true. I mean, I, I started from the premise, and I think they will do this next year, certainly. The 100 must take place in the school holidays. I think that is a prerequisite. If you want yeah. the children there, and and Malcolm's point about families, then it has to be during the school holidays, so that the children don't have to go for half an evening and then arrive bleary-eyed at the at school the following morning and mm -hmm. the teachers grumbling and all that sort of undertone. Um, so that's, uh, to my mind, that's you have to start with the hundred will be in the school school holidays. And then you have to decide which is your next priorities and work it from there. Yeah, yeah. Let's yep. see what happens. Yeah, yep. so good stuff. There we go, Mac. Well, we've had a we've gone over the hour this evening. Sorry, folks, but yeah. there was so much to talk about. 
what with the, the hundreds, the Royal London One Day final and the tests between England and India. Um, so I think we've done it justice. Thank you, Tony, yep. for all of your, your insights this evening. Thank you, guys. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you both. It's been incredible. And uh, thank you for unpicking some of the bits and pieces, especially with the England team anyway, uh, about what's going on and what should go on. And obviously uh, a few few grenades thrown in there about selectors and, and all the rest of it. But that is all good stuff. <laughs> and uh, look, we'd love to hear people's thoughts on this as well. What, what do you think? Do you think that uh, there should be some changes? We know there obviously are some changes already being made uh, with the personnel uh, but uh, should they go higher up the ladder, higher up the chain? And uh, obviously, the boys have talked about Root, and we've had a very thorough chat uh, well, with me involved as well, which has been great, about the 100. What do you think of it? Have you been involved? Have you watched it? Have you, what, do you think it's been a success? Uh, we've given our thoughts. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well. So, look, we better leave you. We'll be here again uh, next week. Next week, uh, we will put up a upload as opposed to being live but uh, it will be exactly the same content exactly the same quality from the boys <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah it will, I hope uh, you leave some comments so thanks again Steve it's quickly now. thank you very much no problem Matt and just to say the next test starts the 25th so um, we will be when, we, when we're back next week we'll, we'll be into this into the third test so we'll be able to talk about that for you next week brilliant Thank you. And uh, Tony, thank you very much as well. Pleasure as always. Pleasure. Pleasure. Good to see you. Uh, And it's is signing off. Thank you for watching Sports Fans TV and the Cricket Fan Show. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow Steve on Twitter. Always doing loads of comments about the matches. Uh, It'll be a pleasure to have you uh, follow. And also... Uh, watch, uh, read his stuff on, uh, on Medium, which is always good. And I'll always put that in the show notes. So thanks very much. Thanks for everything, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you very much.